All right, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Oak Park. I'm your host, Jacob Plant. With me, I have special guest, Scott DeVogelmeyer. And uh, take it away, Scott. You want to introduce yourself, say a little something about, uh, you know, give us a little background on you? Sure. Uh, thanks, Jacob. Uh, like I said, like he said, my, uh, my name is Scott DeVogelmeyer. Um, I've been write, running a writer's group called Metro Detroit Writers Workshop for about six years now. I've uh, been running that out of Allen Park and uh, maybe expanding uh, locations soon. So um, I know that's something that me and you had talked about because I know Jacob is a writer too and he has attended uh, my meetups before. Uh, I'm also an educator in Oakland County. Uh, I've been teaching for about 15 years now. And, um, and you live in Oakland County now, don't you? You used to live in, in, in Wayne County, but now you're, you've, you've, yeah. jo- you've joined us in Oakland. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, I wanted to be closer to my work, and especially with uh, it sounds like gas prices might go up. I think it might be thinking. Yeah. Uh, that. <laughs> I, I saw I saw on the news like some places in the country it's already like six dollars a gallon. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so um, so you're a writer. How how long have you been writing for? I mean, did you always know that you wanted to? Well, first, I, I'm kind of curious about your your writing workshop. Uh, uh, meetup because I joined it and there was like 2,000 members. It was ridiculous. How, how did it grow? F- I mean, did it just snowball or did it just gradually grow to that number? It was a gradual thing over the past six years. I think uh, one thing I've noticed about the meet because it's on meetup.com. And one thing I've noticed is that there's other writers groups out there, but they don't stick around and uh, they'll, they'll pop in, they'll be around for maybe a few months, so maybe a couple of years, and then they disappear. Um, what has given your, your group longevity? Just the the um, diehards that like come out every week. I, I think it's a little bit of that, and uh, me knowing that I, I can't say I know the nature of marketing or running a business. I, I someday I'd like to hope that I can do that kind of stuff, but um, I just know you got to be consistent. You can't just pop up. Oh, I only got a few people that joined and then disappear. Right. Uh, you got to be consistent and persistent. And we started out maybe having uh, just some random people that would show up. Some were consistent, showed up every single week. And back then, when we started, we were weekly, and it went from there. We've oh, there's my son. <laughs> um, we. Uh, I guess we grew from uh, from that point on and just kept that consistency. And we've had like a, a good core member of group or core groups. Uh, wow, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I've had a core group of people that have shown up and they've stayed consistent. Even if they don't come every single week or even every month, um, they'll always come back months later and, and we'll find out that they've been kind of holed up somewhere, uh, re-editing somewhere what i what i really enjoyed about the workshops i was able to attend and i hope to attend more now that i'm I'm finishing up school um is that you have people from all different skill levels and they're all very uh positive uh you gave each writer positive reinforcement like they critique them saying you know like well this is what's working this is what's not working but there's always like a positive vibe um i really enjoyed that and you had you had novices, you had experienced people who kind of used the little lingo that I had to look up. Uh, to, to now now my my writing vocabulary is a, a bit larger. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what's great about our group is that no matter what, I've made it open enough that we get people from all walks of life, all ages. I've had people from 18 all the way up until their 70s joining the group. They come from all kinds of backgrounds. Some are middle-aged, the kids have gotten out of the house. Uh, they want to focus on you know, that thing that they thought they were going to do back when they were in their 20s and want to get back into it. Uh, we've got people, younger people, who want to do blog writing and, and be published, you know, is the magical word for everybody. And, yeah. um, some people are there just to just to enjoy the process of writing and, and the communalship of a, a social gathering. And I think that's another thing that makes our group really uh, great is that we have that social vibe, a, a growth of community, if you will. Yeah. Um, just knowing that there's always this place that people can get together once or twice or twice or four times a month, depending on if it's a COVID year or not. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I'm glad that right now, uh, despite those 2000 members, you know, a lot of them are probably signed up four years ago and, and probably forgot that they're even on it. Uh, but um, at least they're still getting the, the messages and, and we'll, we'll get people to say, Hey, you know, I've been following this for years and I just never had the guts to actually come. And here I am. And, they find out that the people there are just like them. So how do you find it facilitating the group? I mean, is there any any like uh, strict like rule of thumbs you go by? Like, uh, this person gets this amount of time, this person gets this amount of time? Or, um, you know, like, you're only allowed to talk for, like, June limits? Uh, I, I remember I went on uh, one time and it was online because it was COVID. And uh, what, what was great was that it's all different genres. It's not just limited to fiction or poetry. It's... Um, Fiction poetry. I think we even had some memoir writers uh, when I was in it. And um, I mean, how do you how do you make sure? Like, how long do they go for? How do you make sure everyone gets to express their their piece? I've kind of let it be just kind of a, it naturally progressed to where it is, and I think we've pretty much got down to that everybody gets like a half hour of time if they bring. Um, something to work on uh, and that usually ends up working pretty well because we'll have um, we'll have uh, just this, the amount of people that show up we'll have a statistical just amount of them will actually bring something and so if more people bring stuff I'll usually have more people that have shown up for the night who aren't bringing stuff I can split the group up into two three and sometimes even four little mini groups yeah, I found the feedback valuable too, just because you have people that are like really writing, and um, you know, on some you know different experience levels, but just different. But the people, like you said, come from different walks of life, so they're all going to have different viewpoints on your on your work. And uh, I thought it was beneficial to help uh, each other with 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 what we were working on. Are you working on any special writing projects right now? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's been a couple of years since I've picked up my work. Can we pause it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were, so we had to pause for a minute. Uh, no, yeah, you said you, you um, I was asking you if you had any projects you were working on uh, for yourself in, in writing. It, it's been a couple of years. Um, you asked me earlier on how long I've been a writer or how long I've considered myself a writer. I guess in a loose definition I've been writing all my life uh, I think the first time my dad ever asked me what I wanted to do for a living I said be a writer and of course wow, he that's puts awesome. a reality into me <laughs> said, 
Yeah. Okay, son, uh, that's that's nice and all, but you know, we got to pick something that's going to pay the bills. Right. You know, he's definitely right. And, um, you know, I went from you know writing a lot of emo poetry in in my teens to writing more horror fiction now is what I write. Uh, so that's and, your yeah, that's your genre of choice now is horror fiction. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. I've I've done all kinds of writing in the past. Um, I'm an English language arts teacher and a social studies teacher, so my interests are pretty vast and wide. Uh, but I've done some political uh, blog writing, uh, social oh. commentary writing, uh, some poetry, and then the the horror fiction, uh, short story and and novel. But haven't finished the haven't published anything of my own yet. Nice. Uh, well, you're working on it. So, um, what um, do you have any like? Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like people who have inspired you, like authors that have inspired you in those genres. Um, I'd have to say my my biggest inspirations. I think it was one summer when I was like 13 years old. One summer I found three inspirational things for me, and one of them was picking up and reading Stephen King for the first time. Oh, cool. Um, Twin Peaks was on TV, <laughs> and I, I found David Lynch, and uh, I found the band Depeche Mode, <laughs> really, the Violator album, all in that one summer, and that just really, I guess, as a tween, I guess, really kind of coalesced into this vibe for me and i've even though i don't i haven't read a, a new stephen king book in years um i'm still a huge fan of david lynch and uh, the twin peaks series and everything involved and uh, he's been very inspirational because of the way that he he's kind of you know he, he, he's not very definable but he yeah. has a lot of horror elements in it and uh when i like when i write horror i'm not into slasher uh you okay. know, vi it's not about violence it's more about suspense uh, yeah like um a little bit more of um psychological if you will and uh, i think psychological horror bodes well for writing of course because you can get into the people's heads yeah and that's that's always where i think where the book has it over the movie is you can't the movie i mean you can do voiceover i guess but you can't really get into the head of a character like you can with a book. Absolutely. Um, and I wish, which makes me wish I would have read more of Stephen King's books. I've I've seen the movies. Uh, I was I was kind of lazy in my in my youth uh, about <laughs> reading. Uh, I have one that I just bought that I'm looking forward to. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's um, If It Bleeds. Okay. Uh, sure King, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, besides those uh, three that hit me in that one summer, um, other inspirations I'd, I'd have to mention probably, you know, every horror writer's inspiration would be H.P. Lovecraft. Um, horrible man that he is, and I have to say that as a, especially as a social studies teacher, a horrible, horrible human being. I'm not but familiar with, with who he is. is he, he wrote uh, a lot of short story fiction about a hundred years ago -ish, okay. uh, 20s I think 30s unfortunately he was very racist very anti-semitic uh -huh. um, some of the stories knowing more about him once you read the stories it kind of okay I see where he's there's some some symbolic stuff going on here that he's saying about society um, and I, I one thing I'm, I'm glad to see is that people are starting to recognize this and it goes into that whole conversation about you know, well, what do you? What if you like the art but hate the artist? 
And I think we've come across those issues a lot in the past, you know, decade with people like Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. Uh, What do you do with those? And uh, one thing, one thing that was uh, one of the best fiction novels I've read in the past ten years was Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. And of course, they made a season HBO uh, series on that. And one thing they addressed in the book was that whole issue. What if you like the art but hate the artist and and the protagonists are all african-american who dealt with racism deep racism in northern america in the 50s which you know is totally you know most americans don't realize that when they think of racism you know in the past it's always in the south yeah but it was just as much uh viable uh, in the north or not viable but it was just as much there in the north as it was in the south it was just different brand if you will right. and um, I really enjoyed that from you know a horror standpoint and a history standpoint because it really brought some honesty at least from this white guy's uh, perspective <laughs> yeah I um, I don't know if this is a horror book that I'm reading it's it's but it's it's kind of I mean it's scary because the kid's in jail for uh, he's on trial for murder it's called monster but what I think it's interesting about it is it's written uh, from first person POV and it's he writes it like a movie script he's writing his memoir but he's writing it in the format of a movie script uh, while he's in uh, jail awaiting trial that's um a really popular book with especially with younger people and as as teachers we often have recommended that book to yeah that, well that's 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 why I got it is um I didn't mean to interrupt I'm so sorry um that's, oh, that's I, I'm, I also am an English language arts teacher because uh, I need something to pay the bills while I try to forge my way as a writer. Uh, oh, yeah, and I wasn't saying, oh, yeah, well, you're reading uh, stuff below your reading. <laughs> well, I probably, uh, I <laughs> probably am too sometimes, but um, uh, but no, I, I got it, I got it for, my, for my students. So some of my students who I worked with, uh, I, was, I was working one-on-one with students who were Title I students. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of something engaging for them versus like the regular material that they wanted us to read. Yeah, um, especially kids who uh, seem a little uh, jaded by the typical English curriculum. Yeah, you know, the standard. Get modern kids to really grasp the importance of something like Great Gatsby. It's like you know, right, or like Catcher in the Rye. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's the job of the teacher to make it connect somehow. But uh, it, it's nice to know that there's other literature out there that um, that hopefully kids will want to read. Uh, how long have you been teaching for? About fifteen years now. Now, do you think that that helps with your um, with your writing endeavors? Being that you're involved with, you know, writing and English language arts throughout the day. You know, you're kind of like immersed almost into the world of English, and then you know, and then you have your own writing. Does, it, does that kind of? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think there's a stereotype about English teachers being unpublished writers, <laughs> um, but I mean, it just goes with the territory. If you teach English, you like English, and you like the craft of it, and. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely bring that to my writers group. Uh, being a, a public face in the classroom helps me to be a public face for this group and to organize them because, you know, I'm obviously, as you know, organizing groups of students. I'm also organizing groups of adults. They're, they're all, yeah. uh, they all have to be organized one way or the other. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, 
the feedback that I give my students, having that practice over the years has helped me to learn how to give better uh, advice and, and editing advice to uh, other writers in general. Nice. And even the writers group has helped me learn how to give better advice to students likewise. So it's kind of been a give and take thing for me. Nice. And, and not just advice, but how to you know do it effectively without being you know without de being defeated, right? Because uh, you could imagine you know I, I, I picked up teenagers writing before, and I'm like, you know, I, I could imagine somebody like uh, I don't know why he popped up a house going, this is utter trash, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you just cr crush that kid's dream of writing, right, right. I, that's. I don't want to do that to anybody. And, and that's another thing that we do in our group is try to lift everybody up and make sure yeah. that wherever you are in your, your path, we're going to lift you up somewhere. If you're, you know, one step away from publishing that novel, we want to help give you whatever feedback we can help you with. If you have just decided yesterday that you're 60 years old and you're going to write and you've never written before that we can help you there. Very cool. And just for the listeners, what, what is the name of your meetup group? Should they want to check it out? It's a Metro Detroit Writers Workshop. Okay, cool. And it's on meetup.com. Uh, we used to, like I said, pre-COVID, we met every week. And uh, it gave us a physical place to... Uh, so it's a coffee yeah. shop in Allen Park, right? Yeah, it has been uh, that whole time. They've been pretty good to us for the past six years, although they just changed uh owners so i'm not sure how they feel about us there yet we've just kind of oh. slowly slid into the program. sure if everyone buys some coffee or something to snack on they'll be more than happy to have you there oh yeah and i put it in the group and like hey i can't force you to buy stuff but it'd be really good if you did you know <laughs> yeah. a nice place to do yeah. this in and um you know it's a nice space I, that coffee shop's getting pretty popular too and it uh i went last wednesday night and it was it was it was bumping uh, and I, cool. I thought it was more like a club than. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited for coming to you know, and I keep saying I'm going to come, and then I and then I miss, and then I'm so, I feel bad about that. Uh, it's just uh, work and graduate school is just so crazy right now. But when I'm done, I'm done May seventh. I graduate, so then I'll, I'll my summer, yeah, I'm my summer open to come to workshops. Um, when COVID. Uh, when COVID started, we, you know, obviously were forced to go online. And That's when I went, yeah. We we did that for, I don't know, just that, that whole COVID thing just was a blur. So I don't know, was it a year or two years we were online? Uh, didn't really like it that much because I like that physical vibe. I like being there with people. I like having a piece of work that I can read while the author reads it to me. Yeah, as you say, kind of get in their voice. Just I'm holding just a copy versus through. looking at a screen is like there's just something about that. Just the same reason why I don't like Kindle that much because there's something about holding a book versus yeah. like you know having a computer screen generate the page. It's I don't know, but um, Absolutely. I've only been teaching for one year, so I could probably learn a lot from you. Um, like what you said about you know not crushing the kids' dreams—that's that's one thing I, I at least I believe I have been trying not to do. Um, you know, I try to always find something positive about their work mm -hmm. and say like, oh, you know, like you said. And then uh, there's something else I was gonna ask that I I forget. Um, oh man. <laughs> Uh, I had a I had a really good question, and then 
it just poof disappeared um okay. yeah i i, I guess uh one piece of advice uh, that i could give you as a newer english teacher is um and i don't know if this was just me as a starting english teacher or my obsessive compulsiveness coming out but i i, I would try to write up you know everything that went on in the paper and i, I learned over the years just you no know, focus on a few things just focus oh, on yeah. give, give them something to chew on not to drown them <laughs> that's good advice thank you um not not even drowning them but like drowning yourself because you have so many papers to to mark up oh, yeah. just from a logistical yeah, you're, you're wasting your time and and let's face it let's be honest I might be a cynical person here. I think maybe ninety percent of the kids they look they look at what their grade is and throw it in the trash. <laughs> but there's that ten percent that yeah. you got to consider who really do want to do something better with what they're writing. And yeah. um, you know, if you can give them just a few tidbits, you know, you've got your rubric. You know, if, if every time that you're assigning an essay, you change up the rubric to go after you know punctuation or you know, hey, we're gonna watch our tense, you know, this time around. Um, and you know, if, if you nick at it, you're not going to get everything, but if you nick at it piece by piece, hopefully you can knock out some of the major things that are going to affect them later in life. As I see adults coming to the writer's group who, you know, don't really have their writing chops, you know, they're, you know, it, yeah. it's, it, there's storytelling and then there's the, the mechanics of it, of, of course. Right. And anybody can be, anybody who's a writer has got to be a good storyteller. Anybody, any editor can go in last minute and just go, oh, yeah, you need to put these, change these words around and change the tense, boom, boom. Um, but it also helps win storytelling so it doesn't distract from, yeah. you know, the reading. That's funny. In my, in my program, uh, I got pulled aside by the head of the program via email because it's an online program. Uh, my first story was horrible. Uh, it, was, it was a good story, but like all the punctuation, like there's no. I'm, I wasn't an English major, so it's, I struggle with teaching English a bit because of that, and uh, with my writing because of that. I was a theater major, and all we did was uh, party and do plays. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> sounds like fun <laughs> yeah and uh, but uh so like my, my like you said my mechanics weren't there so he he recommended some books and i had to really work on it but eventually you know they're they're really proud of how far i've come they said uh and it's it's not just because of they, they said i've done a lot of hard work but it was a lot because of the teachers i had and and they drew that out of me and, and with the extra work they gave me uh the books i read were the uh, on writing and funk and wagnalls is it Elements of Style. Sounds right. Yeah, Elements of Style and On Writing Well. Those those were the two books. And after after that, you know, I I, I improved uh, greatly. But um, yeah, that first story was rough yeah. <laughs> in the program. It, it happens, man. It happens. Yeah. I you know I had a I, I had a college professor for creative writing at Oakland University, and I had um, and I I was going through kind of a an angst filled time myself, and I was kind of like, what do you know? <laughs> but she she really, I mean, she wasn't my style of writing, and mm -hmm. but I did learn some stuff from her that eventually I had to gulp down over the years. But I also had a creative writing teacher at uh, Oakland Community College, and you know, I I again even then I was writing like what I would consider spookier stuff, maybe. You know, not so much sci-fi, but just kind of um, what's the word that they use? Magical realism, or now, now, or something like that. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, 
And the, instead of you know nurturing me as a writer, this this professor or teacher, whatever you want to call her, she's like, well, the supernatural is not a real thing, and so you should you can't be writing about it. This, so I'm giving you. She gave me like a C on everything I did because she didn't like the the subject. And she flat out told me this. I was like, well, who are you, lady? Come on. Yeah, you know that's I mean, the, Stephen King is that's, like <laughs> rich. The, su- the super, I know the supernatural. I mean, have you heard? It's called fiction. Um, it doesn't have to exist. You know, that's weird because, you know, we, um, the, the major part of my, my writing program is, is workshopping. And, like, we there's this one student in the class who just, like, always tears apart my uh, uh, stories from a content standpoint. Where I wish he would take more of a craft standpoint to it, uh, a craft stance where, like, okay, this is, you know, what's going on with the story structurally mm-hmm. versus, like, oh, I hate what you write about. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, no, you're not going to please everyone. Like, I, I learned that. I wrote this story about um, God and Darwin. Darwin dies and he meets God and they have a big um, debate over creationism and and evolution. And, like, a majority of the people chuckled at some of the stuff in the story and got it. But, like, they, some people just, like, this guy just tore it apart and, uh, I felt I felt horrible about myself for a while. <laughs> there, you know, there's people out there, and you know, like you said, and this is this again, other advice for the classroom: can't please 100 percent of the people 100 percent of the time. Right. And I let that burn inside me for years until I realized that you just can't please everybody. You, you could be the greatest teacher in the world to to 95 percent of your class, but you're still going to have those one or two kids in the class who hate your teaching style. Right. You can't you can't change what you do to please those two because then you're going to disenfranchise the rest of them. The same thing goes with writing. You know, you're not you know, if you show up at my writers group and just, you know, you take a crap, you know, of the dice or 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 what am I saying here? Roll of dice. I'm thinking of craps, I think. Yeah, the game. A roll, yeah. a, a roll of the dice, you know, who's going to be there depending on who's going to be there um, may alter your perception of your own writing. So you know, I would encourage anybody that comes and doesn't maybe maybe the the vibe they got wasn't the best one from the the readers. Um, keep coming back. Um, sometimes you know sometimes we get some bad apples in our group. We've got we've had people that we've asked not to come back just because oh, wow. they're too negative. Um, we don't want to be. We've heard about other writers groups that are just nasty you know to the people even the people that found the group and it's like why why are you there is it are you there to kind of just snobbily show off how good you are at writing or yeah Yeah. we're not we're not there to show ourselves off and that's why we discourage uh, people that have come to the group before who've published stuff already and they bring it to the group i'm like why are you here if it's published already yeah it should be working it's like this is not an open mic night Right, you know, find somewhere else to do that. I uh, I remember one of the pieces I workshopped was a chapter in this novel I'm working on, and uh, I ended up just throwing that chapter away. <laughs> yes, and it wasn't a little bit was because of, you know like some of the feedback I got. Well, like, this isn't working. This isn't working. I'm like, okay, well, and I thought of ways I could restructure. It. I'm like, no, they were they're actually right. You know, this isn't working. You know, and I had to come to terms with myself. Like, yeah, this isn't working. I I have to I have to do a major rewrite. And I'm really glad I had were was able to come to your group for that because I didn't have a sounding board for that chapter because I, I wasn't workshopping it with school I wasn't work, you know and had I kept that in the book 
I would have really been struggling <laughs> with where to go. And you're going to find that as a writer, you're going to throw away half your book sometimes. So we've got this um, this guy that's been coming for a few years now, and he's got this wonderful. I, I think even even the the versions of a story that he was bringing years ago are, are great. And what he's done since, he's polished it really well. And it's um it's kind of a horror history piece of French Canada and. Um, you know, I don't want to go any further into it, but he's okay. done. He, you might have, might even have met him at one of the meetings. Um, I'm just impressed with the historical research he's done, wow. uh, the mood and the vibe that he's done, and he'll disappear for like six months to a year, come back and have redone his whole novel. Wow! Uh, and I, I already thought it was really good. I'm like, I would read this, and he's still taking it back and repolishing. Um, so I, I wish the best for him and hopefully yeah. he'll come back and honor us with that story again and, or hopefully just get it published one day, you know, if he's, you know, one of those lucky few. We are out of time. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. And uh, I wish next time I have you on, if you ever come on again, if you're, uh, you know, we got to talk about Save the Cat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a friend who's obsessed with Save the Cat. So, so am I. Um, uh, so you have two friends obsessed with Save the Cat. Um, I'm going to stop this now because we're at time.